Business Desk Today is the podcast for New Zealand business leaders. Your daily business briefing from the team at businessdesk.co.nz. Kia ora and welcome to Business Desk Today, the daily podcast bringing you our top stories for the day ahead. It's Wednesday, the 26th of July. I'm your host, Murray Jones. Later, we'll take a look at our latest analysis of the retirement sector and the thousands of projects on New Zealand's construction books. But first, the United States Court of Appeals has upheld an injunction that granted a stay of execution for a political betting site set up by Victoria, University of Wellington. The July 21st ruling by three judges of the Fifth Circuit of Appeals Court was passed by two judges with one dissenting. The university launched Predict It in 2014, an online marketplace which allows traders to make small bets based on predicting political events in the United States. It was conceived as a data-gathering tool for academic researchers. The venture was born out of the university's local iPredict project, which offered a monetized predictions market. It was popular in some circles, but was closed down when it could not satisfy that it complied with anti-money laundering laws, despite the small amounts of money being traded. In an example of how Predict It worked, the appeals court described recent markets that predicted the 2024 US presidential nominees. Donald Trump shares were trading at 56 US cents, while shares for his rival Ron DeSantis were trading at 22 cents on 47.5 million shares traded. If a trader accurately predicted an event outcome, each of the shares owned would cash out at one US dollar. Essentially, it is a futures market for politics, wrote Circuit Judge Stuart Duncan. In a notice on the Predict It website, predating the appeals court ruling, Victoria University Wellington stated that it had provided a detailed and robust response to the CFTC relating to all points the commission had raised. The university had made no money from Predict It, with the only payment being $2,000 per month to the university's subsidiary, Wellington Univentures, to offset costs. Up next, and the government has allocated $12 million for a new national aerospace strategy to help build the aerospace sector. The strategy, released on July 20th, outlines several national ambitions to tap into the economic benefits of an advanced aviation and space technology. It seeks to be a player in the NASA-led effort to return humans to the moon, deal with space junk, and develop a sustainable aviation industry in New Zealand, while safely making room for pilotless aircraft. The $12 million funding includes $3.5 million for space research and development through the government's broader Innovative Partnership Scheme. There is $5 million for the Civil Aviation Authority and the Ministry of Transport for emerging technologies such as drones. Another $3 million is for sector workforce development and $500,000 for research into the sector. The strategy follows on the heels of a new national space policy released on May 31st this year. Last September, the government allocated a $15.7 million package when it announced consultation on the aerospace strategy. The strategy aims to create an aerospace nation, scaling up existing commercial and research activity backed by government policies through five goals, including establishing sustainable passenger air travel. Now, time for a quick ad break. Welcome back. 
and the retirement and aged care sector will be hoping for a busy spring season in the housing market to continue its revival on the New Zealand Stock Exchange. The two leading sector stocks, Ryman Healthcare and Somerset Group, which reports half-year earnings on the 23rd of August, have led the revival, with their share prices up around 30% over the past three months. Ryman, with a market cap of $4.72 billion, has bounced back from a low of $4.93 on the 16th of March to $6.88, and Somerset, with a market cap of $2.38 billion, has risen from $8.10 on the 18th of April to $10.20. They are still well below their two-year highs of $14.88 and $15.50, respectively, both achieved on the 3rd of September 2021. Aaron Ibertson, a director and senior analyst of equities with Forsyth Bar, said that Somerset is now valued at a near all-time high premium to Ryman. And he said, We acknowledge Somerset's best-in-class track record of cash recycling and earnings growth, something the market is rightly giving it credit for. However, compared with Ryman, Somerset is still largely unproven in Australia, no longer has lower leverage, and has benefited from a substantially lower care proportions of earnings, something that has been a drag on Ryman's earnings. Log on to businessdesk.co.nz to read Graham Skellen's full analysis of the sector ahead of Ryman's AGM tomorrow. And lastly, there are 20,927 projects listed on New Zealand's construction books, valued at $357 billion, according to data released by Pacificon. Brent Melville reports that the construction research firm counted 654 new projects in the planning stages during June valued at $4.7 billion. More than 2,000 projects got underway last month, valued at $4.13 billion, while there were 43 projects cancelled, valued at nearly $200 million. Of those projects in the pipeline, 2,569 were linked to central government and are valued at $96 billion, up 13% on the number of its planned projects the year before, the data shows. The highest number of scope projects on the government pipeline, a total of 960 projects, was in education, with another 630 across housing and residential, and a further 475 in civil works. At a regional level, the lion's share of that taxpayer-funded spending is into Auckland, which now accounts for 31% of all projects, but $53 billion by value, about 55% of the total construction pie. That does factor in the proposed allocation of $15 billion for a new crossing across the Waitemata Harbour and $14.6 billion for a new bus and light rail transit system from the city to the Auckland airport, although those projects haven't been formally budgeted or signed off. To the markets, and an uncertain New Zealand share market gave up all the gains made the day before, with heavyweight Fisher & Paykel Healthcare leading the way down. The S&P NZX50 index started falling at lunchtime and closed at 11,933.86, declining 84.36 points, or 0.7%. There were 46 gainers and 79 decliners on the main board, and trading was again light, with 18.45 million shares worth $68 million changing hands. Have a great Wednesday.